Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm so grateful, listeners, that you tuned in today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for investing your time. Uh, I'm excited to share our guest with you today. Our, our guest is Diane McKim, and I met Diane through uh, the Professional Christian Coaching Institute. Uh, so that being said, Diane is a fellow coach. She is also a wife, a mom, a grandma, a daughter, a Christ follower, and probably so much more that we're going to learn about today. So with that, Diane, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And please share anything with our listeners that I left out. Oh, boy, Todd, I don't think you left anything out in the general sense of the words, but welcome to me, right? It's so much fun to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. And hello, everybody out there. And in uh, the world. Well, thank you, Diane. So, um, you, you, we we met through uh, PCCI, Professional Christian Coaching Institute. But I don't know, mm-hmm. um, like, how did you end up there? How long have you been a coach, and how'd you get there? So, well, my journey to becoming a coach is is um, maybe different than some, um, but I've been a coach for a little about five years. And prior to being a coach, I spent uh, over 35 plus years in corporate America with various jobs, different types of companies. I worked for a large publicly owned global company. I worked for a privately held global company, very large. And I also worked for a very small company. And um, so I have a lot of different things that I have done in my business career. And um, at one point, the last company I worked for was that small company. And I was put on from a W-2 to a 1099 because they had not gotten some contracts in. And um, so then it began a search of, okay, what do I do next? And in that process, after some amount of time, I decided it was time to go talk with my pastor about my situation and some of the stirrings I was starting to feel inside, not necessarily knowing where it was taking me, but I felt some stirrings. And so in that conversation, it came out that I had co-led a divorce recovery ministry many years before because I had gone through a divorce many years before. Mm -hmm. And the pastor stopped the meeting, asked me if I would be willing to run one at our church because he'd always wanted one. So he said, please pray about it, talk with your husband, so on and so forth. So I did exactly that. I prayed about it, talked with my husband and really felt like this was one way that I would be able to help uh, wounded women And, um, so I went back, had another conversation with he and his wife and chatted about it, shared some of the material I used in the past. And he 
pretty much right there and then gave me approval. Okay, go do it. And so <laughs> kind of sent me off to just get it up and running, which I did. And in the process of getting the divorce recovery ministry up and running, I came across coaching. And it was the very first time I even had heard of coaching, really. But as soon as I saw it, it was like God sent an arrow right to my heart and said, this is it. And I immediately got myself certified and started a company. It wasn't like I had always said, oh, I can't wait to start a company someday. It just happened um, with God's leading and just taking the steps that I needed to get my company up and running. And my company's name is Precious Stones Coaching. The name came from the Lord as well. And it's been an amazingly wonderful ride. I love, love coaching. I love the results, seeing the clients um, get healed, have discoveries, those big aha moments. Everything about it has just been a, a wonderful, wonderful time. Very the other cool. thing I want to share with you, Todd, and the audience is that um, every client that has come to me there is something in my background, whether it's from the business side, something about their background that, or my background that is helping with the, what they want to achieve, or something on my personal side. And I just think that's amazing. Um, you can't plan that kind of stuff. That's so God ordained. And I just love how that works out. It is uh, always amazing to me how how God arranges what I call divine appointments. They're not. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's not by accident that He brings people into our lives and, and into our spheres of influence. I believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, yeah. Divine appointments. I, I I could go on and on about divine appointments, but that would take us way too long. <laughs> I bet right. you could do the same. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely could. And even thinking about, you know, obviously, you already knew your pastor, but even the fact that. You, you, uh, work had changed. So you reached out to your pastor. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation, and it's like, who knew that that taking that step would lead to a step of, of mm-hmm. doing divorce care ministry, which would lead to the step of coaching, and then you know, so connecting those dots then suddenly connects the dots to I don't know how many people you've coached so far, but but probably dozens and dozens of people that you've yeah. been able to impact and, and, and allow them to really step into their greatness. Absolutely. And you know, what's so beautiful about it is because every person has so many facets to their being that um, I know that in nothing is ever wasted, right? So you may have had a not so great experience somewhere along the way, but it can be used somewhere down the way to help someone else. And God is doing that with the divorce recovery ministry that I run. It's been over five years now that I've been running that. And um, who would have told me, anyone who could have told me way back when I was going through my divorce, that it would be used for something good, I would never have believed them. And yet here I am now able to help other women. We focus only on women in my group um, to move forward and to heal and to grow and to learn how to become who they really were created to become. And it's been phenomenal. Um, And I coach some of those women and some others on divorce, but it's not my only focus. I coach others who are in business or leaders who need help or want to just develop and grow and and maybe professional development, maybe goal setting. They're having some struggles getting their goals achieved. Um, I do career coaching. So, you know, like one of the clients was thinking she wanted to change industries. So really trying to figure out her, her skill set and her abilities that are, 
are transferable to a different industry. Um, I am Clifton Strengths Assessment and Disc Assessment certified. So bringing those into the coaching realm and then talking about a person's strengths, utilizing that, those same assessments in a team environment where maybe you've got a group of people together, they formed a team, but maybe they're not so cohesive yet. Maybe it's a brand new project and they need some help really understanding who brings what to the table so they get each person in the right role. Um, all of those kinds of facets um, all come from my business side. And it, so it's just, I just love it because it, it, I just feel like, oh, wow, I can see how that thing I did way back then now helps this client over here. Yeah. It's awesome. amazing. It's amazing. So when yeah. you think of the folks that you've coached, Mm -hmm. um, because you mentioned uh, strengths certified, disc certified, um, mm -hmm. and I've seen you know, um, in, when we corresponded in email and your email signature, like you've got, um, you've been well educated. Uh, I can tell <laughs> that you continue, you continue to educate yourself and, and continue to grow mm -hmm. as a coach. Is there a particular tool that, that you find, or an area of certification, or, or something you draw on more than the others? First and foremost, Todd. The Holy Spirit. I pray about my coaching. I pray with my clients that are Christian. If you're not a Christian and you're being coached by me, that's okay. Um, but I'll still pray about the coaching process and, and that the person gets them the maximum benefit from the coaching process. Um, but if the client is open to prayer, then we pray together before and at the conclusion. Um, sometimes we even really work through something with the Holy Spirit in the coaching session. So there is amazing power when you bring the Holy Spirit into it. And um, I've had clients, they hear from the Holy Spirit and they are receiving amazing results. Um, so that would be my first and foremost go-to. <laughs> um, the other assessments and things that I bring into the mix, some of it again is how the Holy Spirit guides me to ask the right question at the right moment. But um, specific assessments, those two that I mentioned, I've also done um, spiritual gifts assessments with those who want to know their spiritual gifts and develop um, on the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, I have developed a whole program for like, I call it professional development, but it could also be on the personal side. Um, but it is to go through this comprehensive uh, process with the client where we are going to look at what their background has been on the professional side. Then we're going to dig into their core values so that they really know what they're doing aligns with what they really deep down value and that they're not out of sync. We'll do the assessment, the core, the um, Clifton Strengths assessment. After that, um, the DISC, I had gotten certified a little later, so I can incorporate that if they want to or not, or one or the other, we can trade it off and look at the results of the assessment and how does that play into your career path and look at maybe even your high performance patterns. So what that means is how do you approach the things that you've been the most successful at? How do you approach those and dig into that and figure out what it is working best for them? And then the conclusion is kind of coming up with this entire profile that gives them all of the things we've covered over this length of time that we've worked together so that when they walk away from this, they have a, a comprehensive perspective of who they are, what they bring to the table, and how they can continue to grow in their career path. Sounds incredible. 
it is incredible. It's been so much fun doing it. It's like, <laughs> I bet you probably feel like this too, Todd. It's like, it is so such joy filled for us as coaches to be able to come alongside people and help them in whatever area it is that we focus on to really become more of who they meant to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is just incredible that we get to do this. It truly is. And and to see folks like step into their own greatness. It's, yes. It's just opening, opening doors and, cre- and helping them create the opportunity to, to take themselves to the next level and beyond. Um, yes. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always amazing and truly just joyful uh, when when I think you mentioned the aha moments earlier when when they have those mm-hmm. aha moments or those breakthroughs and it's like yeah this this is definitely why I was called here. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have done. I just wanted to say one of the things on the strengths assessment. So I did my own strengths assessment, and um, my number one strength they refer to it as the term individualization. And what that actually means is I I see each person as a unique person. So I don't glump people together. I mean, you could stereotype all we want, right? But I really see that every single person has very specific and unique abilities and talents and skills and giftings. And you and I could have the exact same talent or skill or strength, but how we go about utilizing it and how it manifests itself within us is going to be different because we are unique. And I think that's that's a part of when we coach that we need to see our clients that way, that you bring something different into the world than the next person and the next person. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And helping and helping them recognize that. Yes, absolutely. So the, this process that you just described is this that you developed. Um, mm-hmm. Do you offer it to other coaches to train other coaches in its use, or is it strictly uh, at a precious stones, uh, offering at this time, it is a precious stones coaching offering only, um, down the road. Could I do that? I probably could. I hadn't really considered that yet. Um, but you know, that, that's something that if, if the Lord guides me that way, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I, I function a lot. Todd is when, when the Lord's stirring my heart for something and I'll give you an example. So I wrote a course to accompany a book that um, was put before me. So my pastor that I mentioned earlier, um, he had mentioned this book to me. I was telling him I had worked with a client who had a lot of offenses and needed to overcome them. And as soon as I said that, he mentioned this book, Unoffendable, to me. And he said, oh, you have to read this. It's a great book. Now, this pastor of mine is incredibly well-read. I don't know how many books a year he reads, but incredible quantities. So if he recommends a book, I'm on it. <laughs> so I, I got myself this book and I started to read it and I felt this stirring like, oh my gosh, this book is so good. I have to write a class to go with it. So I have written a course and now I've delivered it to over 20 people so far. It's not been that long that I've had it written, just not even a full year yet. And the results have been amazing. And it's really about overcoming the offenses we get in life. And there's so many these days, hurts and wounds and things that people do that bother us and they stick inside. And it's all from a biblical perspective. What does God tell us to do with those kinds of things? And now I'm writing the sequel to it. Um, And the sequel is focused a lot on forgiveness and Mm. how to go about forgiving and what forgiveness is and what it is not. 
And um, so I'm having so much fun with this. And again, it started with a stirring. It started first with a conversation, but then as I was reading the book, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this. And God just gave me everything to put together for this course that I wrote. So it's been great. (laughs) That is awesome. 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 Um, And so as you were uh, describing that and the word forgiveness is what came to mind. And then you follow that up that you're doing a, Mm -hmm. um, writing a sequel on that. Uh, I recently consumed, I say consumed rather than read because I listened to it, a book called Live Free. Have you heard of that one? No, I have not, but I'm going to make a note because I, I love to, the book recommendations, I could be, uh, you know, spend all of my life, I think, reading, but um, Live Free. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and again, it's, okay. it's right along this topic. It's, it's about, it's about forgiveness um, and, and the, the power that comes from, from doing just that, but just letting oh go. And you mentioned, you know, all the little things that we carry with us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the wounds, the, the, the self doubt, mm-hmm. the offenses, whatever. And a lot of them are self-inflicted, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I can't, uh, I can't wait to see what yours, what, you, what you're currently working on looks like um, and putting mm-hmm. that into practice and helping other folks uh, with forgiveness and just learning to, let let it go and what it means how to do it so that sounds yeah. super cool yeah um, i can't wait till it's finished too so i'm probably about halfway through writing the sequel so halfway through what what's your uh, do you have a date on the calendar have you given yourself a deadline um you know it's an interesting question because um i i last year toward the end of the year i i knew i wanted to do this sequel and I got myself sidetracked, which, you know, we all do sometimes. And then I was like, okay, I just have to focus on getting this done. So it's taking me longer than I originally anticipated, but I would hope, um, let's see where we, I would hope by October I would be done because I'm going to really try to push through and get it finished and done and then start letting people know that it's ready to go. Awesome. Cause October is just a stone's throw ahead of us. <laughs> it is. It is. It definitely is. But you know, the, the, because it's considered a sequel, um, the first course should come first. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so, you know, since I didn't have a sequel, it was take the first course. And then now that I have a sequel, those who took the first course can take the second course. But for those who haven't taken anything, I'll figure out a way to package the two together so you can sign up and take both at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but one back to back. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, me too. So as you, I'm, I'm going to jump back a little bit, if that's okay to uh-huh. you, as you talked about um, how you work with your clients, um, mm-hmm. recognize their strengths, and you made mention of values. And mm-hmm. if we could just take a moment, is there is there a process uh, or some tips, something you can give any listeners? Um on, on values, uh, just defining, calling them out, um, being aware of them. Uh, and the reason I'm asking this and want to drill down a little bit is it's with relative regularity that I talk to people that have not taken the time to, to define, to, to, you know, to call out, Hey, these are my personal values. This is what's important to me. So just thoughts on that. And if you have any tips to get people started, um, I would love to hear them. Yeah. So, um, I think for most of us, we can label a whole bunch of things that we value. 
and that's fine. But to get to the core, the what's really deep down within that push comes to shove, this is a no, I'm not going to shift off of this value kind of a thing. That's your core values. And those are so important um, because we make life decisions based on what we value. So, you know, for instance, if I were going to move from where I live now to another area, what would be the main criteria? Well, for me, I want to make sure I have a good, solid biblical preaching church in the geography where I'm moving that I would feel like this is a good place to plant myself. So there's an intrinsic core value of mine in here with my faith. That is important to me, and I would be making decisions accordingly. So I think if you think about a core value, it's what's going to impact the decisions you make, what's going to rise up to the top. Um, there's a, If you look up values and you just did a cert, general search on values, there's probably thousands of words that you can apply to values, some meaning the similar things, but you might say it this way, I might say it that way. Mm-hmm. So I think really getting clear on what have I used in the past to make decisions, what kinds of things are important to me? Um, how do I see myself or how do I want others to see me will be some ways to kind of start the process and don't rush the process. That's the other thing is so when I when I use this with other with clients in that program or just even if it's outside of the program, because I've done it with others where they're not taking that professional development program, um, it takes time to really figure it out. And in the coaching process, I might poke around in some of the words that they're dabbling with and say, okay, so let's look at that word. And what does that word actually really mean to you? And as we talk through it, and as they start to really think about it, they may say, you know what? Yeah, it's important, but it's not the core. And they eliminate a word. And then they look at another word. And so I would say, give yourself the luxury of time to really figure those values out, your really core values. And then look to eliminate bunches and come up with maybe your top three to five. Mm. And those are the ones that you're going to live by. So, so less is less is better three to five. Yeah. Well, you're got because we have lots more. I mean, I have more than five values, but my core is probably going to be based on some, you know, somewhere between that three to five. Yeah. Yeah. So, for you, thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Um, yeah. For you, how did they come into play um, five or so years ago? You, you'd been in, in corporate um, employment for a long time, and then um, decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out on my own. So how did how did you resource or connect your values to what to what was going to happen next? Well, I can't say it was top of mind, honestly. Um, I I just really went with the Lord's guidance. So my faith is like the air I breathe. So from that perspective, that's my number one core value is is my faith. And um, so that is going to help me make the majority of my decisions, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Integrity is another. So how I run my company um, you can count on me when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I'm not sure I can live up to a commitment, then I won't make the commitment. So that's another one of my core values. And so they are so intrinsic in who I am. 
Todd, that I didn't really even think about that when I was starting my company. It was just a part of who I am. Like I said, like the air I breathe couldn't separate me from those things. And um, I didn't really even know enough about core values when I started. So some of the things that I now incorporate into my coaching were things that I've learned along the way um, as I've dug into learning and growing and training and getting certified as a coach. Some of my background, my business knowledge and things of that nature um, certainly came from before. But the um, some of the tools that I use came along the way as I did my training and certifications. And I'm a you know I'm a lifelong learner, so I'm going to keep going. I, I have lots more to learn and lots more to grow, and and I love it because it, there's just no end to what's available, and it's exciting to know that I have countless resources I can tap to grow and bring more to my clients. I'm reading another book actually. I'll tell you right now, it's called Brain Savvy Leaders. And it's um, really about the neuroscience and how our brains affect how we make decisions and how we lead. And that's another whole area of all that neuroscience. So I'm kind of like dabbling and going in that direction to learn more as well. And who's the author of Brain Savvy? Um, that is uh, Charles Stone. I was just just last night watching a YouTube video of uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Are you familiar with any of his work? No, I'm not. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, it digs a lot into the um, yeah the neuroscience, the 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 you know who we are at a cellular level. Uh, pretty yep. pretty interesting um, and compelling works that he has done. So I will definitely check into brain savvy leaders. What strikes you most about what you've learned so far in that area? Um, I think for me, some of the things that I've experienced in my business background, since this is focusing more on the professional side than the personal side, but it certainly applies in our personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, thinking about experiences that I had in different situations, how they happened and why someone approached something in a particular way is some, sometimes the way the brain is functioning, the way it's, it's put together, the front I, can't, I don't even have all the terminology down yet, so forgive my lack of ability to speak really intelligently yet, since That's I'm okay. really new at this. Um, but you know, the cerebral part makes the decisions, and this other part helps you with the emotions, and this other part of our brain does this, and the other part does that. And when you start to read about, you know, when you're trying to process through something, if you struggle in a particular area, it's probably because the way that your brain is wired, and maybe there's some things you can do to adjust and change. If you mm -hmm. understand a little bit about how that works, um, so it's really it's really fascinating um, how it, our brains are amazingly created, amazing, and the depth of what's up in our heads <laughs> is incredible, really incredible. Yeah, I think that is the term. It, there's neural neuroplasticity, where yes, you can kind of change the way those the, the way things fire. Like I'm, if if you recognize mm -hmm. it, hey this has continually been a problem. You can actually, and I don't know the exercises or the methodology exactly, but you can change the sequence or the way things fire and re almost yes. not totally redesign, but redesign some of the way your brain works, neuroplasticity. Absolutely. Yeah. A good example of that is, um, so my, you know, if I were a person who my internal being, and I was this way many years ago, I thought very negatively of myself. 
right? A lot of that, those uh, negative thoughts, internal thoughts were, were not positive. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this. I'm not that, right? And over years, maybe from childhood, depending on how your childhood was, whatever, life situations, you get those thoughts, you've internalized them, you believe them. And now in your brain, there's like a rut almost that this is, this is truth almost to you, right? The, you don't know anything different, but you can change that as mm. you start to understand who you are, how God created you. And if you start to really get that and become and embrace, I should say, your true identity in Christ, you can change that rut and you can start to know who I am, not in a boastful bragging kind of a way, but now I can say, I am smart enough. I am good enough. I am attractive. I am this. I am. I can talk about myself differently. So even with some of my clients, I'm like, okay, I want you, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Who do you see? Let's talk about that. And maybe one of the action items is look in the mirror and out loud, say something different to yourself and think about the things that you do well. Where have you had success? Well, speak that out loud to yourself. And as you start to repeat some of these things, it's kind of like you're changing that that thought pattern, turn those negatives into something positive. Yeah. You mentioned the, the mirror and, and how you see yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were, we were created in the image of God. Like yes. that that's, he created us in his image. He doesn't make mm-hmm. mistakes. He doesn't make, right. um, he doesn't, he doesn't produce bad things. His, his work is very good. And so, um, so as you look in the mirror being, bringing that to mind like i'm i'm his i'm god's child created in his mm-hmm. image um it, it, yeah it's it's a powerful thing but i think it but it takes practice right it's not like you can do it once and and it's good it because mm-hmm. you've it's been years getting to where you're at today it's very true um, you know we are it's complex take some time beings, to, right to undo there's those, so many those layers that within program. us and so um even in you know um, in the healing part in the in the changing our our brain thought process and all of those things, there's layers. And so even on the forgiveness level that I was referring to earlier, right? So we might think we have achieved something and maybe we have, but there's maybe another layer below it that in the right time, it will rise up to the surface and need to be addressed. And then maybe there's another layer below that, that in the right time, it will raise up. And um, I think we don't, it's not one and done kind of a thing. It are, because we are complex, we need to realize that we're all a work in progress until the day we're gone from this earth, right? So <laughs> there's always yeah. places and things to grow in and to learn and to to work on because none of us are perfect. Uh, exactly. Uh, so you mentioned the, the layers and on, on the mm-hmm. same subject, I'll share a little personal story. Um, you can you can do the mirror exercise, and when when you're thinking conscious thoughts, um, this this intentional practice of um, changing your how you talk to yourself and about yourself. Um, yeah. At the at the top layer, you can you know if you make a note in your journal or in your calendar, like hey, do you know do some affirmations or or pat yourself mm-hmm. on the back. There's that layer. What I've caught myself doing, and and this is fairly recent, is when I would. Um, in fact, it just happened last night. But the point of all this is just everybody listening, be aware of even the small things you're saying. So I was in the garage. I forgot mm-hmm. what I did exactly, but I tipped something over. And I said, oh, Ty, you're such an idiot. 
And yeah, and there you go. I'm aware, of it. I'm aware of it now. And I was like, oh no, no, you're not. You just accidentally tip something over. You're, and so That's right. uh, my encouragement to everybody is be really aware of all those opportunities you have to mm-hmm. speak well of yourself. Absolutely. That's really important, Todd, what you just said. I've had that conversation. In fact, I'm actually going to be doing the, um, in the New Jersey area, there's a, a, a nonprofit group I'm going to be speaking to their lady community, their ladies in their community on that very topic of how we think and how it affects what we do um, and our internal, you know, whatever's going on inside. And you, if I hear somebody say that, like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm so stupid because of something silly like that, that they did. I'm always like, no, 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 no. We don't want to call that out on yourself. You're not stupid. What you just right. did might've just been a silly thing or whatever, but you as a person are not, and you're claiming that when you say those words, and we don't want to claim those kinds of things. Let's claim the it, truth. Exactly. Um, so did you say you're doing like a, a, a workshop on this? Yeah. So um, I'm in the process. Of, so I have so many irons in the fire, I guess I will say, but I'm writing a, um, a presentation that I'm going to do. It's a, like a, a a workshop that I'm going to do for, it's called the Displaced Homemakers um, Network here in New Jersey. And um, I've done a few different discussions with the, their community of, of ladies, um, talked about boundaries, we've talked about uh, confidence, and now we're going to talk about our internal thinking. And um, it's it's been it's been very valuable for them, and they're walking away with great tidbits on how to modify and change and adjust um, in these different topics. And um, so I've connected to the director at that, at that organization and her and I come up with the, the topics or we've asked the ladies who participate in one of those workshops, you know, what other things would you like to hear about? And so we're just kind of on this ongoing, um, maybe quarterly, I do something with them. And um, so that's the one I'm actually going to do that in October. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diane, um, Precious Stones Coaching. You, you told us earlier that you that was um, given you by the Holy Spirit. Uh, could you mm-hmm. unpack that for us a little bit? Why, why Precious? What, what's Precious Stones Coaching mean to you? Sure. So um, when I was starting my company, I knew I needed a name for the company. And many coaching companies use their own personal name and all, but I didn't feel led to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. So it just didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to do. And so as I was praying and seeking the Lord, um, one of the things that I was doing is as different words kind of either popped in my head or I saw them, I just kind of kept a list. And at some point, I just felt like the word precious just fit how I see people, because I do believe every person is precious. They're precious to God who created them. They're precious because they have something to offer to this world. So that word really stood out to me. And then stones came. Um, there's so many references to stones in the, in the Bible and the, the beautiful gemstones that were part of the priests, um, the vest that they wear, they have different Mm -hmm. gemstones and those are beautiful. And, um, stones were used to make altars to the Lord. And so I just, I don't know, these words just kept coming. And so I just kind of came up with precious stones. And as I kind of thought about it, prayed about it, I just, it just kept sticking. And so that's really kind of where it came from. Um, if you if you take the words you know precious stones now in today's world you can think of gemstones that are precious rubies and um, emeralds and sapphires so those are precious stones um, 
diamonds. Diamonds are my birthstone, so I happen to really like diamonds, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I just I when I when I work with my clients, I see them as precious. And what's really interesting to me. So this is just a little aside on the stones. So my husband and I, on our house, we put um, a shed in place. And they put mm-hmm. the shed down on gravel, which doesn't look very attractive around the perimeter. So this is going back several years ago. So one day I said, well, what, we, what should we put there? And I said, you know what? We go to, when we go to the beach, why don't we start collecting rocks at the beach? Instead of shells, we can put rocks around. Well, I think he thought I had rocks in my head, right? <laughs> But we started doing it. Now it's been so many years. We've gone all the way around the shed. We've gone some of the beds in our property. And now all the stones, they're very unique and they're different and they're beautiful because they're coming from the ocean. They've been polished and they're different colors. And it really looks very cool. And in the divorce recovery ministry that I run at the conclusion, when we were meeting live before COVID, um, our final session before we would take a break, we did some special things with the ladies. We gave them a dinner and we spoke to them and we gave them a certificate and all kinds of things. And I talked with them about the stones of remembrance where the priests stepped into the Jordan river. They had to step into the raging river before God parted it so that they could cross over um, to the promised land. And the stones of remembrance in life to me are the ways that you can see and the places you can see where God helped you somehow. He touched you here. He took care of this for you there. He provided for you over here. Those are my stones of remembrance. And I would share that story with them. And I would give each woman one of the stones that we had collected from the ocean. I'd take them from my, you know, where we had put them around and I would just collect a few of them and bring them in and let them pick. I can't tell you, Todd, how many women were like, oh my gosh, I love stones. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> seems to be a, a big thing. and. Um, even now, I, I, there's so many people, like I've been on different Zoom meetings and somehow the word stone comes up where they see it in mind and they say, oh, see, I keep this stone on my desk. And I'm just fascinated that it, it, I had no idea that it, so many people have affiliations with stones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you... Well, first, I, I the stone thing. My wife happens to love stones and gemstones. There uh, so, you go. <laughs> so, so that resonates. I'm like, yeah, I've got one of those. One of those here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so for for folks listening that maybe don't feel. Let's see how I'm gonna do this. You know, a different way to put it. How do you get in touch with the Holy Spirit? Like how? how because I get the if sense they don't know that, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get the sense that you are in pretty close contact with with the Savior, <laughs> and yeah. so um, so if you don't know how, what what would you what would you offer? So first and foremost, um, you would want to make sure that you know Jesus as your Savior, um, which you know that's another whole discussion. But mm-hmm. um, you would want to understand who He is and why he went to the cross for you. So if you're past that point and you know for sure that you are saved because you have accepted Jesus as your savior, you immediately, when that happens, Jesus lives in your heart and the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. But understanding who the Holy Spirit is, is important. 
many people don't really understand his role. And he is not an it. They, a lot of people refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. He is not an it. He is one of the tr- Trinity. Mm-hmm. It's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Knowing who the Holy Spirit is important. So reading about him, reading God's word, read the book of Acts and see the fascinating things that the Holy Spirit did in that book. Understanding that the Holy Spirit is who guides us when we are Christians. If we're asking the Lord for guidance and wisdom and we get it, it comes through the Holy Spirit. So kind of understanding who he is comes through prayer comes through reading his word, comes through listening to messages that, you know, good, solid biblical preaching about um, about God's word and really being willing to listen and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Um, There are times when you might be seeking a word or, or a wisdom or something from the Lord and you don't hear anything and that happens. Don't get frustrated by that. That's okay. It may just be maybe you're not ready. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe there's a reason he wants you to keep seeking him for a time to dig in deeper. Um, it's okay. But then there are other times where maybe you've never realized that the kind of the voice, if you will, that you hear, it's not necessarily like you and I are talking, but you you get a sense that this is what you're supposed to do. That may be the Holy Spirit guiding you. Mm-hmm. So just recognizing his hand in your life is important. That kind of helped, Todd. Do you think? Awesome. I think so. I think so. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, So, and I didn't always know. I'm sorry. I just want to say one more thing. I didn't always know the Holy Spirit's role. Um, That was something I learned over the years of of being a Christian and and walking it out. Um, But now that I have that knowledge and that understanding, and I see the impact in my life, and I've seen the impact with the clients that I coach, uh, it's amazing. The power that comes through knowing the Holy Spirit is amazing. Yeah, it truly is. Um, I'll, I'll just put an exclamation point on that. If, you know what? Exclamation point. And we'll leave it at that because we, <laughs> we could probably open that up for, for several hours or more if we wanted to. It's really amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thanks thanks for, for being here. As we as we get set to wrap up, Diana, um, wondering if you could leave our listeners with one important or impactful question that they should be asking that we should be asking what question would you leave us with wow i have like i think i had a flood of questions pop through my head so now i got to kind of sort through them what question would i have you ask yourself um it might be something to do with you know what is what is the path that the lord has for me how does he want me to live my life, you know, and seek the, w- the will of the Lord? Hmm. Thank you. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a great question. And probably for me, for me, uh, one to think of every morning. <laughs> what? Yeah. How would yeah. you have me live out today? His word gives us very specifics and tells us he has a plan for us in Jeremiah. And in, again, in Ephesians, he tells us specifically, he's got plans for us. He's got a, he's got a plan for each person. So press in and seek his will. Absolutely. Thanks, Diane. So for, mm-hmm. for folks that would like to uh, get in touch with you, learn more about what you do as a coach and, and just, yeah, maybe, uh, 
learn more about one of, one of your programs that you've written, what's the best way to reach you? Well, there's two things. You could go to my website, preciousstonescoaching.com. If you want to reach me specifically, directly, without even going to the website, certainly you can do that. Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E. Make sure you put two N's in there at preciousstonescoaching.com. Awesome. Diane, thank you so much for being with us today. Time time is precious and we appreciate yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate it. It's been great being here and chatting with you. And I just pray blessings on you and everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, of course, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm so grateful that you took the time, uh, invested your time and tuned in. So thank you very much. Um, I'll leave you with this. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.